You're listening to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show, the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle. Now, today I have with me Jennifer Burnham, and I'm really excited about this chat. We have some really great um, topics over the whole four-letter word goal that we're going to be diving into. And Jennifer is an organizational coach and organizing expert. So I'm going to let her, Jennifer, you want to just tell them a little bit about your background and what it is that you do? Yeah, of course. I, um, I'm i just an organized gal, I guess you could say. I've always been organized and that led me to starting a career where I was helping other women get organized in their homes for the last 10 years in Charlotte, North Carolina. And it's been an amazing journey, really taking this approach to organizing that can be a little bit different from what we see externally in Real Simple Magazine and the Container Store and these beautiful, tidy, simplified spaces. But it never really resonated in how folks could do that in their own home, especially if they were so far in the other direction of having so much stuff. And so really going in and coaching them through, you know, what do we have and why, and what is our relationship with our stuff? What is our relationship with money and with time and how all of that is connected? Um, because I, I've said this before, you know, if you run out of space and you think you need a bigger home, I'm here to tell you that's not the answer. It is not going to solve your problem. And we generally are looking externally for purpose or worth or validation or, or comfort. And, and a lot of that sometimes is passed down too. It's not just our own relationship with stuff, but kind of other people's like our families or our parents or grandparents, their relationship with stuff and how they pass that along and how that leads us to this place where in you know, today's world, it's so easy to accumulate. It's so easy to buy. Stuff is cheap. It shows up at your door in two days. Um, but it's, while it's easy to buy, it's hard to get rid of. And so if things start coming in faster than they're going out, really quickly our homes fill up. And it leads us to this place of being overwhelmed and stressed out and Instead of saying, okay, well, you got to fix this. Well, a lot of times what we do is we also get really busy and busy is such a great distractor and we get busy with our children, with our jobs and you know, things start to kind of fall by the wayside. Our health, our, our own kind of vitality, how we want to feel, maybe our relationships with our partners. And then we kind of wake up one day, 35 or 40 and look around and like, oh my God, I got to make a change. And so I'm such an advocate for uh, just simplification. It's really what I teach. It's less really is more. And I help my clients learn to speak the language of less. That it's what are we trying to do and where are we trying to go in life and how can our stuff support us? It's not about having less just for the sake of it, but how can what we see, what's in our home, what is on our calendar, what is the money in our bank account, how can this all really support who we are and where we want to go versus drag us down and weigh us down? 
Exactly. I love that. And obviously, I mean, I talk about very similar topics to what you talk about, and I see that every day. And I love what you said that you pointed out that a lot of it is not even our beliefs. It's like beliefs that have been passed on to us that, you know, we're from previous generations where things apply to them that don't even necessarily apply in the world that we live in today. Um, So that's so true. I totally agree with that. And, you know, it kind of it blends into our topic for today, actually, because at this time of year, you know, you're starting a fresh year and not just a fresh year, but a fresh decade, which is like, whoa, now we're in this, it's the 20s again, you know, it's crazy. Um, and so you have people who are like doubly trying to, you know, frantically decide what kind of changes they're going to be wanting to make and what direction they're going to be going for this new year and new decade. So, you know, I, I sent you, um, you know, this whole idea of daydream and there are just millions of people around the world having this whole soul search epiphany right now, especially, you know, with it being the start of the decade about where they want their life to go, what they want to achieve. And really it all boils down again to that four letter word goal, which you identified as being, you know, like a power packed word that can send us into a tizzy of panic or a world of excitement, depending on how you resonate with it. So I wanted to talk about that, you know, the way that you phrase that, um, you know, that it really kind of depends on how you relate to these goals as to how you're going to approach going about them, how you're going to feel about it. So can you just expand on that a little bit for our audience? Sure. And the thing about goals is a lot of times it really sends us into that panic because we don't know. We're not clear. We, it feels so big and how am I going to actually accomplish something? And, you know, a really great definition of goal aside from the way that we use it kind of in terms of dreaming is, you know, it's something that you aim for with a ball. (laughs) And when we really kind of break it down and make it very literal. It, it sort of takes a charge off of the word, but goals and resolutions, they go really hand in hand. And it's oftentimes something that feels very suffocating. Like you're being choked by these two words and I don't know, and I should be doing, I should be getting better. I've got to get my money in order by golly. I'm going to kick this junk to the curb and I'm going to join the gym. And And we want to change so much. But another word that I love in relation to those two is intent. You know, what is the intention? And if the intent is to feel better, if the intent is to come home and feel relaxed, you know, when you marry an intention with a feeling, it really makes a goal so much more um, something that you can actually achieve. It makes it feel very reachable at that point. So when we are thinking about the intention of the year or the decade, I mean, gosh, it's it's so broad, 10 years, like what in the world? What have I done in the last 10 years? And what am I going to do in this 10 years? And then how am I going to actually go about doing that? Because we all have a pretty poor track record of keeping up with our goals and making changes, big changes and achieving a lot. We are usually very good at kind of achieving little things or staying pretty status quo in our jobs or with our kids. Um, But we do, we pack ourselves full physically and in our calendar and, you know, really start to think about the intention. What is my intention for a goal? How do I want that to make me feel? And that is really where you find a lot of peace around this that kind of daydreaming aspect that we're in. 
So when you're saying um, to marry an intention with a feeling, you mean like how you want that, uh, achieving that goal to feel or how you want to feel in the process? Yeah. So let's, let's break it down. Let's ground it with a really easy example, fitness. So the intention is, or the feeling is I want to feel better. I want to feel lighter. I want to have more energy. I want to be able to sleep better. Um, and then that actually determines the goal. So what am I going to do? So it's not chasing the goal, but we chase the feeling and we might go about it in a different way. So instead of running or going to CrossFit, it's like, well, no, th those don't actually make me feel that good. Um, maybe I like yoga or maybe it's the reverse. Maybe I hate yoga and I really love like the hardcore CrossFit, um, you know, what are the things, how do I want to feel and within this goal of um, health and what are some tasks and activities that I can take on now to help me achieve that? I love that. And that's really closely related to kind of finding your why, you know, your why generally breaks down to how are you wanting to feel? You know, for a lot of people, I always say like, if you, if you find out what specifically it is that you want and why you want it, you're going to have much more powerful results than if you just start digging in and just like tossing clutter, you know, like, and just dig into the stuff, looking at the stuff really closely. Whereas mm -hmm. if you focus kind of like on that feeling, like what you were mm -hmm. saying, focusing on well, why is it important? Why do you mm -hmm. want to get the clutter out? Why are you wanting to change and create new spaces inside of your home? And it could be, you know, that you're wanting to spend more time with your kids and you want to be able to eat at the dining table without having to scrape a bunch of stuff off, you know, and actually use that as a space. Or, you know, it could be that you're, again, wanting to get into shape and get more fitness, but you don't have any space on the floor right now to be able to do that. But being able to attach a why to what it is that you're doing and you know is that kind of what you mean as well yeah. like with the feelings it's kind of like they kind of go hand in hand yeah and we're in this interesting place in our own society and our own world um, making the the awareness and the change of living more of a plant-based lifestyle so game changers is a new documentary that came out recently on netflix and it's really it's a great documentary. I haven't watched it personally, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. And what it does is it gets people really excited and fired up about making a change in the way that they eat. It's not a diet, but it is a lifestyle. The, the, the breakdown though, is that inspiration and motivation are like the, the juice that gets the rocket off of the ground. It runs out and it runs out pretty quickly in about two weeks. And so if you don't really attach this intention to that deep why, you know, why am I wanting to change my food? Why am I wanting to declutter my home? Why am I wanting to learn how to say no with ease and grace so I can have more time for myself? Then it's, you'll just keep falling back to those same old patterns. And there's so much power in that. Why so much power. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And you know what, just for those out there who are listening, I see this so many times in, you know, my students inside of Clutter Cure that people will, will start out with maybe a challenge and people are rah, 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 and they're really excited, you know, and they're motivated and inspired. And then, you know, once we start doing the nitty gritty and getting into the work of the course, eventually that rah, rah attitude starts to kind of fade. And so many people will come to me and say, you know, how do I get that motivation back? How do I get inspired? And I'm like, you're going about it wrong. You need to have a powerful why, because that's going to be stronger and last longer than any kind of motivation. Like, you know, motivation and inspiration is kind of just an emotion. And our emotions are constantly 
changing, right? You're excited one minute, you're depressed the next. Like you can't base anything off of your emotions. You have to have something that's that's deeper and more meaningful. And for any kind of any kind of goal, not just, you know, your home. Yeah, and it's not always supposed to be easy. The thing about organizing is that it looks so easy, but it feels so hard. And so that's where people get really burned out. And why isn't this easy for me? And the reality is, is it's not easy for a lot of people because it's the meaning that we attach to our things that make it very hard. It's the stories. Getting organized has nothing to do, and I know you talk about this, getting organized doesn't have anything to do so much with the size of your home and the amount of stuff, but it has to do with everything that you're telling yourself about what your stuff means, how much it costs, where it came from, how much worth it should have. You know, when we overly attach to our external stuff, then that's when we really juice out on that motivation. And we're like, this is not that fun. And I thought this was going to be easy. Cleaning is easy. Organizing is different. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So another thing I wanted to talk to you about is, you know, I follow you on Instagram. For those of you probably don't know, uh, that's how I met Jennifer is uh, on Instagram. We talk about some similar subjects, but in different ways. And I love some of the quotes that she puts out there. And one that really stood out to me was something that said, your life is simply a reflection. And of course, she talked about it in the comments, and I want to talk about that more today. But I think that this is really powerful for anybody who's wanting to achieve something big, something new, is you know to understand where your mind kind of plays a role in that. So I've heard this put another way, which I think is also kind of cool, so I want to share that. Um, I've heard it put that your life is just a projection, but your mind is the projector. So your life will only show what your mind has programmed to play. And, you know, I think that this can get into, there are a lot of people who talk about things like, you know, manifesting and, you know, bringing things that you want into your life and to reality and how, what, you know, what kind of a role your mindset plays on that. But I want to get into that just a little bit about how keeping your mind aligned, you know, is important to, you know, achieving the end result. Well, you know, we have two selves, we have the higher self and more of the like the higher self being the unconscious self and then the the small self being the one on the conscious level. And when we tune into more of the conscious one, that's uh, a lot of spiritual teachers will talk about that being your ego and a mean girl, you know, in different ways that people have coined that version of us. And the ego is really loud and it's really bossy. It's sort of like the bully at school that we all new when we were in high school or middle school and it likes to be right and it likes to stay comfortable any change regardless of whether the change is good the ego doesn't see it as that it says right now in this moment everything is safe and everything is comfortable so when we start to change and a goal and intention all of that is saying i'm going to change this and do that so that small self, that conscious ego voice in our head starts to get really, really loud. And it, it's really easy to hear it. One, cause it's our own kind of nemesis and it's in our head, but we must realize that what we see and what we experience is of our own doing conscious or unconscious. If we have stuff, a lot of stuff in our house then that means we probably got a lot of stuff going on in our head. And it might be a lot of stuff going on in our calendar. It really is this relationship, one, with life and two, that higher self and how to tune into that. And really, the answer is always space. 
we need space. We need physical space in our home. We, we need space on our calendar. We need space in our head. We need to be doing less. This is not like do more, have more, be more, experience more, hustle and grind or new age terms that sell sweat, sweatshirts and coffee mugs. We don't need more sweatshirts in this world and we don't need more coffee mugs. And so really unsubscribing from this, like I've got to do more and have more and be more and saying, let me be content with what I have. Let me, let me start to create this awareness of my thoughts of that projector. What am I projecting? Do I even like what I see? Do I like what I'm experiencing? When I look at my week, does that make me feel good? When I walk this out and I say, okay, well, I'm doing all of these things on a pretty regular basis. And when I walk that out a year or two, do I like that? And you can reverse engineer and say, well, if I've been doing this for the last year or two and I don't like where I am, the future is just going to look basically like today. And how am I going to change that? And the way that we really make impactful change is to start to create from that higher self and, and tuning in and aligning with source or spirit it depends on, you know, what really resonates with you. And the really best way to do that is to create space. And this is my favorite thing about creating space because it's very easy to say. And one, it's also very easy not to do, but once you get started on your own, it, it can be like a kick in the pants, <laughs> not that easy. But when you start to create space in one area, it becomes much easier to create it in others. And I personally find that creating space in our physical environment is the quickest, fastest payoff because it's the thing that we see. And the more that we start to create, you know, just let things go. This does not serve me. I don't need it. I don't want it. I don't use it. Where did it even come from? My mama gave it to me, man. I don't like this stuff. I wish it started giving me these gifts. You know, when we really start to create space, then we're able to set boundaries and boundaries are really easy to create, but they take a lot of discipline on our own part to have other people honor them. We have to honor them and others have to as well. And then we can start doing that in our mind. We can start doing that in our calendar and our finances. And we've really gotten to this point where we've made life so complicated. And again, the, I think simplification is the answer to everything. It's the language of less. Think about little children. Lives are not complicated for them. They really live in the moment and they are stinking happy. And as adults, we've really lost touch with that. And we've made it really complicated. We've gotten a lot of stuff. We might make a lot of money in our jobs. Um, and boy, do we look busy and um, successful, I guess is the best word I can think of. Externally, when someone says, hey, how are you? Oh, man, I'm good. But gosh, I'm so busy. But we're kind of bored to tears. At least our soul is because we're not listening to it. Yeah. And, you know, I want to point out that what you said about finding contentment and like just slow down to connect finding it's not easy it's not like it's not like a natural thing because your your body your mind it wants to do the opposite your brain loves to create problems that's what it does it solves problems and if there are no problems there for it to solve well it's going to create some problems let's you know find some harder goals let's you know and there's nothing wrong with goals either but um that finding contentment and slowing down in order to speed up and really connecting and simplifying and taking Taking that moment is not something that's just going to naturally happen. It's something you have to be intentional about and you have to make time for it, even when you don't feel like it or you feel like you're not being productive by slowing down. All of that is, it sounds so easy, 
you know, like it sounds, oh yeah, sure. I can sit down and shut up, you know, and just like zone out or meditate or whatever it is to, to really find that space inside of your mind and your body. But it's not, it's not something that's going to happen on its own. It's something you really do have to be intentional about. And once you get started, you uh, creating space, you almost become addicted to it. So you start to really just purge, purge, purge. No becomes easier to say, no, I don't want that grandma. Um, No, we're not doing presents this year. Um, No, I'm not going to buy that little kid for my child or, or whatever. And it really, you you become addicted because you know what it's like to not have it. And you say, gosh, I'm going to protect this with my own discipline and I'm going to, I'm going to make this happen. I'm not going to let anyone steal my space um, ever again. Yeah. You have to be protective of your space, both physically, mentally, like all of that stuff. You have to be protective and intentional with it. So, you know, let's talk about the tangibles. I know we we don't want to focus too much on like the over planning because that can be a barrier, but you know, there are some tangibles involved in being able to achieve your goals at all. You have to be able to break it down into those baby steps. So let's talk about connecting your your calendar to your goals and how to disconnect or, or about that disconnect between the planning and the doing, you know? So let's talk about that for a little bit. Like how do you navigate obstacles, like finding time, finding motivation and squeezing something into your calendar that wasn't there before. And now you're creating this time and space. How do you, how do you do all of this? This is just the best. I can't wait to talk about this. This is by (laughs) far like my most exciting part of our conversation. Um, one thing on, I want to let everybody know that's listening over planning can be a distraction. So when in organizing is the same, when you find yourself that just planning and planning and planning, you're postponing, you're just, you're distracting yourself from actually get going. So if you feel that you just keep planning and planning and spinning out, not getting action, then it's time to put the organizational systems down and get busy. So what I teach in simplification is this really simple process. The first is we need to see where we've been. I highly recommend performing an audit of the calendar for the last year and everything that's on the calendar, everything that's in the date book on the planner should fall into one of three categories. That was worth my time. That was not worth my time. That was my favorite thing to do, and I really want to do more of it. And it, you don't have to think too much into it. It should take maybe 30, 45 minutes, depending on how much is on your calendar. But the intention behind that activity is to really see, one, what you want to start to say no to. Because we need to see where we've been before we can start to change where we're going. And the what was the waste of my time, that's, that's probably going to be the longest category, and those are the things that you want to put like on your computer screen, on your phone, wherever it needs to be, but you need to look at it often so you can learn to say no. And we'll talk about that in just a second. So where have you been? And then where are you going? And so this is the the vision board, the, the dream cards, whatever that activity might be. I highly recommend doing more smaller, what I call vision cards versus a large vision board. And we need to biohack our brain and use the the sense of sight to bring that future us to life. It does not have to be that, that complicated. Um, but thinking about, you know, what is I, what do I, 
maybe you're married or you're not married. You want to be married. Maybe you want to be free of debt. You want to take some vacations. You want to travel the United States in an RV, whatever the, the playful aspect of you, you know, take all the training wheels off, all the shoulds. And I don't know that I'll be able to do this. Just let all that stuff go. And this is just playful fun. What is it that I want to do and create that vision and put some pictures to it. So now we know where we've been and we know where we're wanting to go. This is where most people stop. Now what? <laughs> and our calendars really need to take that on a to do uh, on a date. We need to take our to-do list. We need to take our goals on a date and they need to start talking to one another and courting one another and getting to know each other. So within our calendar, and that's the ultimate tangible, we think we've gotten, you know, plastic cash is a term that Dave Ramsey uses. We've really taken money and not made it visible anymore. And we need to do the same with time. Time is this invisible thing, this invisible resource. And we don't really value it because every day we wake up with another 24 hours added to our bank account of time. And we take it for granted, but just like we can waste our lives dollar or we can waste our money dollar by dollar, we can waste our lives hour by hour. So when an hour is gone and is gone and we really need to start to think about what am I doing right here in this moment? What is on my calendar now? What have I said yes to? Why did I say yes to that stuff? Is it because I felt obligated? Is it because I wanted to say no, but I didn't know how? Um, do I need to ask for help for things? Because it's not really about finding time and squeezing things in. When we think about it that way, it's never going to happen. We've got to create space. And the best way to create space in our calendar is to learn to say no. And it's an art. It really is. And it's okay if you kind of bub it up and mess it up a couple of times. You'll, you'll start to get in the groove and, and really get going. But you, in the now, you need to start to say no. The, coin, um, the phrase, there's two sides to every coin applies to time. Yes and no are two sides to the same coin. So when I'm giving someone a yes, I'm giving myself a no. And when I give someone else a no, I'm giving myself a yes. And this is not selfishness. This is not saying, oh, me, 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 and you guys figure it out. But we, especially as women, overgive. And we do this from a really great place in our heart because we want to serve and help others. But it really comes back to bite us on the butt because we don't take care of ourselves first. And we don't think about where are we going. So every day, I always recommend, you know, it doesn't have to be daily, but at least weekly, looking at those vision cards and bringing those visions to life, kind of being in those pictures. You know, close your eyes, imagine what that would be like and feel like and taste like and smell like. And, and again, just make it fun. It, you don't have to get it right. It doesn't have to be complicated. But then when we're looking at our day, what am I doing now? And where is that taking me? When we walk out the things that are on our calendar, if it's not moving us towards that vision, then we need to say no. We either need to farm it out and delegate it to a husband, a, a, a nanny, or whatever that might be. And we need to learn to shift what we're doing in this moment because this is the moment that matters. The future is based on what we do today. And it needs to all point to those visions. Otherwise, we're just going to recreate more of what we're experiencing now. I love that. And the only thing that, one thing that I want to add to that is that, that no, that two-sided coin that you're talking about, it may not always be a no to somebody else. Sometimes that no may be to yourself. Like, you know, 
no, I'm not going to go watch Netflix. I'm going to work on this thing that I need to do. You know, no, I'm not going to spend the next two hours working in my bullet journal, making plans. I'm going to take my first action with this hour instead. So sometimes those no's are not necessarily for somebody else. If you're someone who's more like me, I have no problem with laying down those boundaries and saying no to other people. I have a hard time sometimes saying no to myself when I really feel like doing something or really don't feel like doing something. So that applies as well. You know, when you, when you start looking at your time and breaking that down, like Jennifer said, those 24 hours and deciding where those 24 hours are going to be delegated, understanding that like eight of those is going to go to sleep. You're not even going to get to use those. Um, you know, it, it matters when you spend like two hours doing something that is the opposite of your goals or that it's going to, you know, completely detract you and hold you back from achieving those goals. That matters too. So I just wanted to throw out there for people who are like me that that no side of the coin can also be for yourself while the yes side of the coin is also for yourself, but in a different way. Yeah, we don't have as much time as we think. Um, I coach a lot of entrepreneurs on on this aspect, on connecting the two, because we can really do the first few steps ourselves, but it takes that constant work to continue to show up daily, weekly in that moment. And when I ask them what their work hours are, they're like, oh, X to X, you know, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. That's not really true. And then when they start to see, when we make time visible again and really start to see how much we don't really have of it in that focused aspect, then we get really good at at using it in the way that's going to move us forward. We really start to discern, should I be doing this or should I not be doing this? And if we're putting something off, it's a really great time to say, okay, how am I feeling? How, what, what am I resisting here? Why, what am I not wanting to do? Is it out of fear or is it is this really something that I feel like I should be doing, but I don't want to do? And it doesn't necessarily tie to the vision. And that's a tricky question to ask yourself and can be a tricky answer. Fear, the only way through fear is to act. So if it is really fear, I'm afraid that they're going to say this, or this is going to be that, then across any bridges with obstacles, when you get to them, you don't have to figure all that stuff out in advance Cross it when you get to the bridge. But if it's not fear and it's, I'm doing this because I feel that I'm supposed to, then that's kind of a light bulb moment. We need to either take that off your plate, move it to a different day or a different time, um, ask help to get that task done, or maybe just don't do it at all. You know, it's okay to just not do some things. I love that. That's so true. I mean, it comes down to self-awareness, you know, knowing what's right for you and what's not right for you, listening to yourself, getting connected to that intuition and all that stuff. Like, and it's not necessarily a black and white thing. It's not always easy and right and wrong and yes and right. Sometimes there are some gray areas and you're just having to connect and make the best decision you can. But like Jennifer said, you know, action is always, it's like the antithesis of fear. So if you, if you take an action even if it's not the right action, at least you've gained new information and you're still taking a step forward with that new information. So yeah, we want all the answers in advance. You know, we live in a money back guarantee society. So we we really want to know what is this going to look like? What is this going to feel like? How is this going to work? I really want to protect myself. Again, ego does not like to be wrong. I don't want to feel any uncomfort. You know, I just want this to be great. And 
there, you know, a lot of people will talk and not a lot of people will walk. The actions speak louder than words. So if we say we want something, if we're not actually doing anything in regards to that, then it's, you're basically just kind of fibbing to yourself. <laughs> just empty words. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And you know, a no is not never. It might just be a no, not right now. Uh, it's okay to put things down and see how you feel without them. Um, it's okay to say no. Number one, it is your responsibility is to yourself. It's not to anyone other, anyone else. And it's not about being irresponsible to your, your spouse or your children or anybody else, but it is okay to say no, to say, I got to figure this out for myself and I, I need some space and I, I need some time here. And it might be saying, no, we're not going to do that this season, or I'm going to opt out of participating in that or volunteering here, or um, no, I'm not going to sign little Johnny and little Sarah up for all the soccer and all the ballet and all the piano. And um, as moms, we can get really caught in kind of this web of shoulds and, and men don't do it. Um, they, they work. They, they go to work and they probably have a hobby or they come home, watch TV. And so they don't get quite as emotional in what we're doing with our time. It's the same with organizing. If you've ever tried to organize with a man, it's, it goes pretty quick. And so when wives try and organize with their husbands, it's usually a train wreck because he's like, pretty simple. Yes or no. Do we want it? And, you know, she wants to debate everything. Well, you know, now your mom gave us that. Are you sure you don't want it? And he's like, I don't have time for this. Like, are we going to keep it or not? And so as women, we just have this kind of feminine essence. And it's really great. It's our gift, but it can also be a little bit of a curse too. <laughs> That's so true. I, I, I just, I could picture myself and Matt and some of those example conversations you were just doing. So funny. I, I think that the information that you shared here today is just, it's spot on, you know, it's killer. If, if people could just take like these three topics and, and run with it and go and implement them, you know, take that action despite fear, um, you know, chunk things down, make sure that it's actually on the calendar that you're using your time, you know, even in a visual way. I mean, there's no way that you can't move toward your goals if you're just taking those actions. Is there anything else though that, that you feel like, oh, well, you know, I want to throw this in there before we're done with this conversation. Do you have anything else that you wanted to be sure to squeeze in there? Um, a planner is not going to fix your life. I love planners, but buying another one, bullet journaling, all these are tools and they're ways in which we can get organized with our time and organized in our life. But if we're looking for that thing to solve the problem, we're looking again externally. We've got to start to participate in this internal dance and that internal mind projector, just like more containers and bins are not going to get you organized. That's not the answer. We cannot organize our way out of our mess and we cannot plan our way out of um, just this future reality that may, or this current reality that may not be what we want our future to look like. And I love a planner, but I use a digital one. I just prefer to go paperless the best I can and use whatever you need to make time visible because it is the ultimate resource. We think that money is the resource that's non-renewable, but the fact is they print it every day. It is a renewable resource. Time isn't. It is the most valuable thing we have. And it's okay to take time and space to figure out where you're going. You know, where have I been? Where do I want to go? And then when you get that going, it's time to just get in gear and just get into action.
I love that, that money is printed every day. <laughs> you know, time is like, it's probably the most valuable resource we have. We've got oxygen, food, and water, but if you have all the oxygen, food, and water and no time, you're not going to be able to use it, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, so I true. love that. That's too funny. Action over planning. That's the, that's the key takeaway there. Um, so where can people find you and find more about you, Jennifer? Yeah, so uh, my website is jenniferburnham.com, and I have a newsletter, so if you're interested in signing up for that, I send that out every week, and um, I think some of my best nuggets come in that form, and you can also find me on social media. The handle is Burnham. so I'd love to catch you on either of those. Sounds great. Thanks for being with us today, Jennifer. Everybody else, I will catch you right here, same time, same place, Mind Your Home Podcast. <laughs>